Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck, and the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally here, and the glorious month of October has fallen upon us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Good evening, all you creatures of the night, and welcome back to the It Records podcast. I'm glad you're here again with me, listening to a, another episode of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. That's right. It's Halloween Horror, so it's October, and it's where I, Matt, am going solo, just giving you a recommendation for a movie to watch every day as we go through October and get closer to Halloween, because we know you might be more receptive to some of our suggestions now that it's October and it's not March or April, and you might want to be spooked a little bit. So hopefully one of these will pique your interest, a movie you forgot about, an old favorite you haven't watched in many years. That's all we can hope for with these these suggestions. We've never suggested any of these before. They're always new. And also this year, we're doing a, 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 we're doing a theme. Sorry, I had to take a second to think of that. Um, we're doing a theme where basically every day is a different year in Halloween horror, meaning on October 1st, what we did was presented a movie from 1989. On October 2nd, we did a film from 1988, and so on and so forth. Moving backwards in history until Halloween this year, we'll, we'll present a movie from 1959. So moving backwards through history, you'll get a movie from the 80s, the 70s, 60s, and a little bit of the 50s. Last year, we did from the 90s to 2020. So you can pick up on some of those if you want. We did a movie from every year going from 1990 to 2020. But we're moving backwards now. And where we are today is October 19th. Sorry, October 19th. And we are in the year 1971. Just about out of the 70s, but nonetheless, 1971. And we are going across the ocean, at least for our, from where I'm sitting. And we're going to Italy, where we're doing the 1971 Italian giallo film directed by Paolo Cavare, The Black Belly of the Tarantula. Super excited to do this one, really because I think if you've listened to the podcast at all, I'm a big giallo fan, definitely Argento in general. Nonetheless, it's it's said to be a inspirational film. And when you know when it first came out, it was fairly obscure for, for many years. This is 71. And 
it's actually had sort of a comeback thanks to the rise of the giallo genre. I think people, me myself being one of those people really liking horror movies and liking, you know, slashers. Those are kind of the typical ones, or I feel like the most mainstream ones that people go to a lot. And then learning about giallo, learning about different directors and really enjoying that style and, and, and learning on how the giallo genre inspired some of the American slashers that we know of from, the knife killings to the POV shots to the black glove killers to the scores, the scores and the music being huge elements of Giallo films. Uh, Anil Morricone, I apologize if I pronounced your name wrong, did the music score for this film. So with that being said, I don't know if many of you have watched the black belly of the tarantula. So I'll just give you a quick synopsis of what the actual plot line is. A series of victims are paralyzed while having their bellies ripped open much in the same way tarantulas are killed by the black wasp. The victims all seem to have a connection with a certain spa. That is, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, the main uh, storyline, as you know, that's kind of how giallos work. It's like, there's a, there's a murder out there. There's a killer and there's a detective tracking them down. It's a murder mystery. So that's where it kind of, you know, plays into the slasher genre. You have Michael with the body count, but I think Giallo, you know, might be more attuned to Scream where it was like people were, it was a whodunit. They were trying to figure out who the person was and wasn't so much a supernatural person, but like Michael, but that's not also true because there are Giallos that are very supernatural based. I mean, like Suspiria, which is Argento. So, but there, there just definitely is an element of mystery, I guess. Maybe not uh, a whodunit in grounded in reality because there are supernatural elements, but it's a mystery and there's usually a person who acts as a detective, but in this case it's an actual detective trying to track things down and you get the title black belly of the tarantula because that's how the black wasp attacks a tarantula as it kind of paralyzes them with whatever uh, poison or venom is in their stinger into their belly. Uh, it kills them and kind of pulls out their organs. That is how the killer is killing people in this film. They're, he's paralyzing them with a needle and then, taking out their organs. So that is the black belly of the tarantula. The, it stars Giancarlo Gianni and Barbara Bach. And then Barbara Bouchette, I believe is her name, but Giancarlo uh, Giannini. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name is very young in this movie, but I think he has a very recognizable face. He is in several movies, even currently he's in a lot of the James Bond, Daniel Craig movies. But I think his acting in this movie really kind of solidifies it, even though the plot might be a little confusing, trying to find out where all the pieces go together. But I think his acting really kind of grounds the film. So that's to his credit. But other movies that came out in 71, if you're looking to check them out, The House That Dripped Blood, Dr. Jekyll, and Sister Hyde, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, Daughters of Darkness, Blood and Lace. That is another one. But horror movies weren't the only thing coming out in 1971. There were other worldly events that were occurring. One of them being, in America at least, the 26th Amendment to our Constitution. That's where the voting age in the United States is lowered to 18 years old. People have been wanting the voting age to be lowered to 18 years old ever since FDR lowered the draft age to 18 years during World War II. So in June of 1970, President Nixon signed an extension of the Voting Rights Act. Of 1965, they would lower the voting age to 18 for all elections, and then that was ratified into the U.S. Constitution in July of 1971, July 1st to be exact, right before Independence Day. 
Disney World opens, so the Disney World that you are now all familiar with in Orlando, Florida. Walt Disney began secretly pur- purchasing large tracts of land in Central Florida in 65, held a press conference in November 1965, during which his discussion plans were became the Walt Disney World Resort. And the, the rest is history. Now we have Disneyland as well. That's off in the West Coast of California. And border battles between India and Pakistan. Border battles between India and Pakistan erupt into full-scale war when India invades East Pakistan, now Bangladesh, in support of the independence movement. So that will kind of conclude what was going on in the world in, in 1979, both here and abroad. If you're looking to watch The Black Belly of the Tarantula, surprisingly enough, uh, it's it's fairly easy to to find. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, Google Play, iTunes. It's You can find it on there for rent to stream. And horror fans, if you go to Shudder, it is available on Shudder to watch. So I will probably watch it on there. I know they had a Giallo collection on there for a while. They had many different movies that you could check out, as well as a kind of little clip, a five to ten minute clip of what the Giallo horror horror genre is. So you can check that as well as, uh, when you go watch The Black Belly of the Tarantula. And a final thought before we kind of end it here for today's Halloween horror, the Rotten Tomato score is a right now it's fifty one percent audience score, so that's not certified fresh by any means, uh, but it's just tipping the scale. But fifty percent of people would enjoy this movie. I think, I think if you like Giallo, you would like this for sure. If I'm recommending it, Giallo fans will like the Black Belly of the Tarantula. Slasher fans, I think, would even enjoy it. Outside of that, I don't know so much. Maybe that's why it's at fifty one percent. I think Giallos can be one if you don't like dub movies can be difficult to watch, but sometimes like the plot can be kind of hard to follow, which makes you not as connected to characters or confused on what's going on or who the killer might be, or, you know, really caring when they tell you who the killer is, they can kind of lose those elements potentially. I've noticed that with a few of them that I've watched, but overall I love Giallo films just for the, the style, the way it looks uh, the the scores are great. Those POV shots, the stylized violence, stylized shots, all together. I'm a big fan of the Giallo uh, horror movie, so I'd recommend the Black Belly of the Tarantula. But I'll leave it there for today. It is 1971, and I'll be back at you tomorrow with 1970. So if you're a 70s movie fan, this is your last chance to listen because it'll be our last suggestion from the 70s. But I will leave it there, and hopefully I'll hear from you tomorrow. But I'm Matt Johnson. And I'll remain in the shadows. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. <laughs>